Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders at Branded Hospitality Ventures share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Michael Schatzberg, otherwise known as the Restaurant Guy, a.k.a. Shatsy. I'm coming to you live from Restaurant Franchising and Innovation Summit, R-F-I-S, in beautiful, delicious Coral Gables, Florida. We are at the Lowe's Hotel. It's like a brand new hotel. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I am sitting here today with a very, very special episode live from the Franchise Innovation Summit with my very special guest and co-host today, unfortunately, my, my, my partner and my brother from another mother, Jimmy the finance guy is unable to make this event. He is on the injured reserve list and by order of his wife, Barbara, has been told he cannot travel for another two weeks. He is not drinking any alcohol. That's right. No McCallum for Jimmy. He is on injured reserve and he is not here. But joining me today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. We are bringing a very special host, co-host before you. My partner, my friend, David Rev Ciencio, and let me tell you something. He is the head of revenue marketing at Branded. You probably all know him from social media because what's your what's your what's your social media Instagram? Uh, is it just Rev? Rev Ciencio, it's my name. Rev Ciencio, real easy. He's got like one hundred eighty thousand followers on Instagram. He's the guy with the big mouth, wide open, always eating something. He also is a partner at Handcraft Burgers and Brew in New York City, which I have personally eaten many. Many times, and let me tell you something, people. It is one delicious burger. He is the marketing guy. So you got the restaurant guy, the finance guy is home, and we got the marketing guy, Rev. Thank you, Jesse. I'm chime in, chime I'm, in. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me today. I this is the I think third time I've done this, and still there's no catering. And no still not look. Look at the room we're in, Let, Rev. We're like we got a room here. I mean, look at this. I mean, you know, we're lucky to be here. Listen, normally, normally we have just one guest on the podcast, but today we have got a great lineup of industry experts ready to share their RFIS experience to all the listeners who couldn't make it to this show in Coral Gables, Florida, in person. Right now, right now, let's let's take it away. Right now, our first guest. We are very privileged and honored to have. Betsy Ham, the CEO of Duck Donuts, with over 130 stores nationwide, the most delicious donut on the planet. Betsy, tell us about Duck Donuts. Tell us about yourself. And let's jump into the hospitality hangout. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about the donuts and yourself. Sure. So Duck Donuts is a made-to-order donut concept. So what makes us different is when you walk into a Duck Donuts, there aren't any donuts already sitting there made. So you walk up to the cash register and you get to customize your vanilla cake donut. And then you get to watch the entire experience right in front of you. So you could choose our famous maple bacon donut or chocolate icing with rainbow sprinkles. Um, and then when your donuts are topped, just like you order them, we hand you a box of warm donuts. And I should rem- also remember that we have coffee, espressos, ice cream yeah. sandwiches, donut sundaes, and also donut breakfast sandwiches. And I know one yeah. guy who's going to be lining up over there, and that's <laughs> well, Rev. I was giving Rev the inside tips. Rev, yeah, is, he's a Jersey guy, and he will be rocking it out with some of those. So we are here at the Restaurant Franchise Innovation Summit. Day two, 
Betsy, what's the buzz around the show? What do you hear? You know, the buzz is just so positive and I love coming to shows like this because the energy is just so high. Um, I think everyone enjoys spending time together and what's better than talking about franchising and innovation. So it's been a really good um, start to the day so far. I, I love it. I love it. Now, listen, you're a panelist tomorrow during the mm -hmm. general session. That is a big deal. <laughs> I think franchising think tank, talking about the latest issues of the day and what it takes to succeed in franchising. And let me tell you, everyone seems to think franchising, oh, it's super easy. Oh, you have one restaurant, franchise, and you'll have a thousand in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's like, like the Plato Fun Factor. It's right? just, yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> franchise, boom, yeah. and you're going to have so many stores, you know. Um, can you share maybe one or two takeaways from your perspective for our listeners who couldn't make it on, on just franchising in general? Of course. You know, life as a franchise or is very difficult and life as a franchisee is very difficult. And I think everything has been so tested the last few years and continues. We think every month, maybe it'll be calmer. Um, but, you know, the biggest challenges still continue to be supply chain, labor, uh, construction. That was one of our biggest challenges. The you last couldn't get you couldn't get the stuff. Getting shops open. You yeah. couldn't get the stuff to make the store, to build the store. You could make the donuts, but you didn't have a store to make <laughs> yeah, the donuts. In. Exactly. Yep. You know, it's that it's that whole thing. It, it started with the baby formula shortage and it just it went from the baby formula shortage. Then you just couldn't build restaurants anymore. As an operator, what have you learned so far at the show? Uh, you know, it was great. I just sat through a really awesome session right before this and it, it reinforced the really important basics of franchising. And it was about consistency and engagement with your guests and how you're communicating with them. Um, and, you know, I wrote down a lot of good questions and, and Rev was actually part of that um, session. Uh, but just a reminder of not getting away from the basics of making sure your guests are being taken care of uh, and that you're having those relationships with them one on one. That's awesome. How do you uh, empower at the location level? Like, how do you make sure that all that happens in the store? Yeah, so that's the fun part too, of course. So, you know, what we continue to reiterate to our guests or to our franchisees is that we want to be known for a, having a superior product with an exceptional customer experience. So, you know, the donuts for the most part are pretty consistent every now and again. Of course, we'll see some photos on Instagram, but the, the challenge really is around that exceptional customer experience. Um, so from a training standpoint, making sure that we're giving all the tools and resources to our franchisees as well as our team members. Uh, and we had our conference a few months ago and we talked about the circle of success, which of course is a donut. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it starts with a successful I love the circle of success, huh? <laughs> of course, it's a circle. It be a bag or a donut, I guess. Yeah. Seems to be there's some good branding experts in this. Absolutely. In this yeah, oh, you went yeah. to the donut. <laughs> but, you know, it goes to the, the franchisor being strong and successful who can then support the franchisee. And the franchisee has to support their frontline team. And then that team has to take care of the guests. And, of course, if the guest is happy, they're going to continue to come back. So um, that's our donut circle of success. That's awesome. What is your go-to donut? Uh, so mine is pretty simple. It's a cinnamon sugar with vanilla drizzle. Oh, that does sound good. What would you prescribe for Shatsy here? What donut would be? So I think you need to go. Is it by horoscope? Bacon. Is it by your birth sign? How do you? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. But maple bacon is our most popular donut. So. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, yeah. bacon <laughs> and maple. I mean, that sounds to me like everyone likes maple syrup and bacon. Right, and I feel like you would like the donut breakfast sandwich. I'm just kind of getting like the donut breakfast sandwich. I want to know more you. about this donut breakfast sandwich. How does that work? So they take a donut, cut it in half. Uh, and then you can do sausage, egg and cheese, bacon, egg and cheese. Uh, of course, we heat it up and then they've drizzled maple bacon or maple icing on top with a little bacon. So uh, it's amazing. Does the donut get grilled or anything or just slice in half? Very chef. Yeah. Okay. All right. Rev, you're, a little, you're a little light. Talk closer have, to the mic. You're a little light over there. <laughs> I'm going to have to get on a plane right now and go eat a maple breakfast. Well, it's 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 like kind of down the street. We can take a road trip this afternoon. Oh, there's one here? Yeah. There's oh, one okay. All right. Well, I know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you know, so... Uh, 
Uh, so I'm a big supporter of fun LTOs. I know that nobody likes LTOs more than Rev. Uh, Ducks LTO program, that's limited time offer for you, all of you novices out there. Um, your, your LTO program is super hot, pun intended. Can you share a bit about the marketing behind each of your monthly specials? Sure. So we have been basically doing things from a seasonal perspective. Um, so, of course, we're getting ready to be out of winter and, and launch our spring assortment. Uh, so we'll come up with a flavor like key lime uh, and then also a donut assortment that will have fun flavors that are in the entire dozen. Uh, and now we're also focused more on beverage since we're starting to see uh, some more traction with increasing our beverage sales. So whether that's the espressos or, of course, as we get into summer, a milkshake. Uh, so the team has really been focused on making sure that we have the right uh, beautiful mouthwatering photos on, on social media and on Instagram, especially to entice the customers and then having that beautiful. I know one guy who's going to be posting and this guy, right. I'll bet you, I'll bet you're going to see duck donuts on Rev's Instagram account. Uh, I'd say Thursday or Friday of this week, I'll bet. Like so it. what's next for duck donuts? What's I mean, you got a lot of stores. How many stores you got opening up? So we have 120 shops open currently. We're opening 40 this year. Um, we have some international shops opening. So we opened in Egypt a few weeks ago. Really? Egypt? Yeah. Is that the first international store? That's our second. So we're also Set. open in Saudi Arabia and Canada. We're open. I got to so. tell you, I would never have guessed the first international donut would be in uh, Egypt. In, in Egypt. Yeah. We have a lot coming in the Middle East. So it's only going to grow. They're there. loving donuts over they there, huh? donuts. Yes. I love that it's America awesome. can bring some of our most healthy, delicious treats uh, <laughs> overseas, you know, to we keep everyone's waistline. I agree. I agree with that. Okay, listen, we're going to, we're going right now to the quick fire this is the uh the famous segment it's branded quick fire florida edition okay betsy i'm gonna ask you five lightning round questions don't think too hard don't think too too long just whatever comes to mind are you ready for branded quick fire florida edition yes. restaurant franchise all right innovation summit i'm gonna get that down <laughs> r-f-i-s you should put a banner up i gotta put a banner up <laughs> favorite movie that takes place in florida scarface there's something about Mary or the birdcage. Ooh, I'm going to go with there's something about Mary. Love something about Mary. Brett Favara. Isn't that from something about Mary? Brett Favara, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little upset that uh, Revenge of the Nerds 2 is not on this list, but we'll have that. We'll have oh, to talk to the producer. Okay. We will speak to the producer about that. <laughs> Favorite Florida-born celebrity, Jim Morrison, Tom Petty, or Maya Rudolph? Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Loving Tom Petty. Orlando Magic or Miami Heat? I'm going to go Magic. Magic. I'm showing my age here. True or false? Greater Miami is the only metropolitan metropolitan area in the country with two national parks. Hmm, I'm going to go true. True. Miami is home to the Everglades National Park and, of course, Biscay National Park. Who doesn't love Biscay National Park? Okay, last question. Number five. This is a big one. If you were to spend the night, spend a night survivor, survival style in the Everglades, and you had to choose who to partner with, either Rev or I, to get out unscathed in the Everglades, survivor style. Who are you picking oh, to go with to man. help you get out of the Such Everglades? A question. Yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Still staring at me, but I'm going to go Rev because he has a really good social media following. So maybe someone. So someone will help you. He will go, go on to Instagram and, and say, "Please yeah. help! Please yeah. help me!" All right, listen, I would have went with Rev also. I got to tell you, I, I could not survive very long. I live on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Uh, I can't survive without like delivery very close by and all the comforts of home. Listen, Betsy, 
everything you're doing at Duck Donuts is awesome. We love, appreciate what you bring to the hospitality business. Congratulations on all the success. So and I got to tell you, I cannot wait for Rev. By the way, <laughs> we're, we're in the now. office together right every week. So not only is he going to go, he's going to be bringing in a oh, box of Duck Donuts. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks so much. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. I got to tell you, I, I have not been to, uh, to Duck Donuts, but all I know is I hear so much about it. You know what I didn't ask Fancy? What? How did I get the name Duck Donut? Oh, yeah. I was I wrote the note down to ask. That's the big, that's the elephant in the room. I was thinking about sausages on donuts. So, like, I, I was As totally the name lost. for instead of the Duck Donut sausage no, on donuts? I, like, I couldn't think of any questions because I'm thinking about this donut with sausage and eggs on Oh, I mean, honestly, I mean, I cannot tell you how excited I am. All right, listen, Rev, we got another incredible guest. I think it's a, it's a little known company. It's, it's like Duck Donuts. But I think they got a lot more stores. Maybe. You know, I got to tell you, it's a little known company as Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And we are very fortunate to have the CEO sitting with us right now, Charles Watson. He was sitting in the green room about a half hour. I apologize, Charles. <laughs> You're here now. Talk to us. Tell us a little about you and Tropical Smoothie Cafe for our listeners. And then we're going to get into it with a bunch of questions. I got to start with why is Duck Donuts called Duck Donuts? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Thanks for asking. Betsy's a good friend. That's a great brand. The first location was in Duck, North Carolina. Oh, there you go. There you go. Found the answer. Hey, listen, um, it, is, it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, we just... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Producer has just sent us something. It's because they come from Duck, North Carolina. Oh, hey, where am I? It that wasn't before? even that hard to find. <laughs> Julie's been trying to flag me down, and now I'm like, "What does she want? What does she want?" And it's Duck, North Carolina. Apparently, that's how they got the name. I am not that smart. That just came in through the chat here. Good thing the first location was not in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. That'd be a yeah, yeah. That would be a that'd be a mouthful. All right, I apologize, Charles. But now you have the answer. I, my job is to talk about tropical smoothie cafe, yes. not duck donuts. Yes. As much as I love, but now we but know Duck, know. North Carolina. Now we do. Of course, correction. Listen, tropical <laughs> smoothie cafe is the gift that keeps on giving. We just crossed uh, the twelve hundred cafe mark. We're in forty four states, as you guys know. We're a little healthier, quick, casual restaurant chain. Uh, we opened, uh, gosh, about 158 locations last year, uh, and we're probably on pace for about 170 in 2023. So 170 stores you're going to open in this year? Yes. Well, Holy we're cow. We've got some fantastic franchisees that are out there building. About 75% of our new openings come from existing franchisees, which, as you guys know, is the best compliment you can get in franchises that existing franchisees are making money and opening more cafes i mean i gotta tell you it just sounds like it's probably better all around that if your franchise want to open more franchises the testament to the brand and how you guys operate but you don't have to go you know testing with other people you know success and they're going to continue to be successful i want to know what's the 45th state is the 45th state in the plot yet we'll see it's when it's when we want to go to hawaii right okay. you guys may have to come along for that opening uh, well, RFIS next year, Hawaii. Sounds good. There Let's go. go. There you go. All right. Well, let's see. You uh, closed out the year last year with 58 openings, 258 executive franchise agreements, and achieved your 11th consecutive year of positive same-store sales That's growth. a mouthful right yeah, there. That's a mouthful. Yeah. More than truth or consequence in New Mexico. Uh, what is the secret recipe? 158 locations, not 58. <laughs> I have to correct that. That's a, that's a big difference. Um what is the special sauce? Of course, it's our franchisees. We have some dedicated and passionate franchisees. And combine that with a brand that is simple, uh, that provides a healthier option for everybody that's on the go. We focus a lot on convenience and speed at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. So 
each one of our tropical smoothie franchisees ultimately is serving their three to five mile radius around their cafe and they do a darn good job of it. And so they're able to connect with the people in the community uh, to give back. Uh, and we see a lot of moms with two kids and strollers coming in. So I feel really good for tropical smoothie for the next 20 years. Well, we're already I'm glad they're the bringing the strollers in because I remember going uh, with my nieces. This is before I had kids. And 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 I went to get uh, I think it was a frozen yogurt at the time and uh, I left them in the car. And uh, they told me that they were allowed to do that. They said, and they were like three, by the way. Okay. Uh, so I think it's good. So all you moms bringing those strollers in, uh, that's probably a better thing than leaving <laughs> your kid in the car uh, when you go to get your tropical smoothie. Yeah, and kids like juice. Uh, Charles, <laughs> when it comes to implementing new tech at Tropical Smoothie, uh, which I got the side of the 50 line, sorry, which side of the 50 yard line are you on? Are you build it or you buy it? We are 100% buy it. Uh, we have spent a lot of time, 2022, we finished the rollout of a back office system, Synergy Suite, who was here at the conference. Nice, nice. And we also rolled out in a record 18 months, a completely new point of sale system. We're using the Par Brink system. Oh, we got beautiful. that done in 18 months. You guys know back in the old days, any kind of scale with POS, it takes a long time. Oh, so no, 18 proud. years would be the, uh, <laughs> proud, the old days. Proud of our tech team and proud of that sponsor. So we did a lot of rollout last year. It's about implementation and uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's this year and getting everything we can out of the technology we have. Because on top of that, you've got obviously our own what app, which just won the best app in the restaurant space Is last right? month, Congrats. believe That's it or not. Awesome. I, you know, they're sick of giving it to Domino's and Starbucks. So I was going to say, it's like, an it's like That's we're pretty fantastic. good. We're pretty good too. So we're excited about that. And at the end of the day, technology, but really convenience is the focus of, of everything in technology. And you hear it a lot here at this conference. So we're doing our best to implement as much as we can. Well, you can throw a lot of stuff at the wall, but you got to be able to execute it and get all the juice out of that squeeze that of the good. technology you put in. That was good. What else uh, can we expect in 2023 from the brand? You know, we're really focused on uh, day parts. We think we really can jump up with the breakfast day part. We did an LTO in the first uh, part of the year and saw about a percent. Of what was the LTO? It was a donut with a donut with dropping the donut. I let I let Betsy handle that at Duck Donuts, <laughs> but we did um, a California flatbread. So think avocado, cheese, eggs, uh, etc. So. We really like that product. It jumped sales and it got more people in from the 7 to 9 a.m. hour. That's great. We're working this summer on, do you guys remember spring break back in like 1994? Think of MTV spring break. Yes, yes, well, of course. guys, coming to you soon is strawberry break from Tropical <laughs> Smoothie Cafe. So I we have it. got some cool, neat, throwback 90s spring break strawberry break uh, ads that are going to be coming out. So we're super excited about that, both the food and the smoothies concentrating on a particular fruit, strawberries, obviously. And then later on in 2024, you're going to see us attack the, the, uh, the dinner day part. We got a great lunch. We're focused on those two days. Hey, listen, man, you're paying rent 24 seven, man. Right. So you're 365. So you might as well find opportunities to sell. That's so right. listen, uh, I, I mean, I've seen you at a lot of these conferences and trade shows. You're no stranger around uh, these halls. Uh, what keeps you coming back to, uh, to this one? year after year. To be completely honest with you, it's it's staying on top of what new companies and new tech is out there, especially at this conference. I mean, listen, this conference is half vendors and half uh, franchisors. Almost right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so much. that can be tough, right? You get you get pitched a lot. But I stay do you, here to do you try turn, to... Do you turn your badge around to no one knows who you are? They, they don't like it when you do that, Chancey. <laughs> they they, they know, frown was, upon if that. If I was from Manhattan, I'd have no problem yeah, with right. that. But being a Southern <laughs> they gentleman, they frown, I can't they do frown that, upon right? that. Yep. But staying on top of the tech, continuing to develop those relationships, especially with these tech vendors. Because guess what? 
everything doesn't work perfectly right out of the box. And no so you've sure. got to really have great relationships. You've got to really prove out the model of this technology and, and understand what's going on. And then quite honestly, giving back. Guess who used to come to all these shows 10 years ago and learned a whole heck of a lot? Me, right? So now that you've attained something, you need to come back and pay it forward. And I think our industry does a fantastic job of doing that. And you guys are a great example of that as well. Thank hey, you. So tomorrow, uh, you're going to you're going to be with Betsy on that general session franchising think tank, correct? Smoothies versus donuts. Smoothies <laughs> versus donuts. Can you share? I mean, there's a, you know, look, there's a, there's a lot of people here, but a lot of people could make it. There's a lot of events, a lot of conferences, and people are busy running their stores. Uh, for the people who aren't here, what kind of things are you going to be talking about on that franchising think tank? I am usually asked about development. We do a pretty high level uh, scaled development. So I'm sure that'll be a topic. Uh, supply chain, of course, will be one. Inflation, pricing, how much is too much? When do we price ourselves out of the market? The gap between grocery and restaurant, we're, we're about at par again, right? We had that gap there for about 18 months and we're back to par. So we're really going to see um, how we can sustain these businesses. And it's the strength of the consumer for all of us, right? Are they going to be there for us? That's probably going to be a big topic of discussion. All right. I got a topic for you. Something I've been thinking about a lot. You see it in the hotel business. You see it in the in the airline business. You see it in the car rental business. You see it in the ride share business. I think you know where I'm going. I'm going to dynamic pricing. Um, it, it's, it's coming down the pipeline. Everyone's talking about it in restaurants. Some people are attacking it from different angles. Some people are saying, I'm going to do it on just online ordering, which I think you've seen a little bit. I mean, I've been doing online ordering in our restaurants, Seamless Web, over 20 years. And I remember initially it was your price, how to match your menu. And then as things got kind of moving, a lot of operators then online kind of add a couple of, uh, you know, 25 cents, 50 cents. They, they add a little bit more. So it's not really dynamic. It's really just it's more money, more money. online. But what do you think about dynamic pricing? You'd said like breakfast. If, 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 you're, if you're busy at lunch, 12 to 2, maybe the price of a smoothie goes up 25 cents. Fully transparent. What do, you, what do you think about the whole idea? I used to get this question about ghost kitchens, and right. I was a hard no. We don't need ghost kitchens. We're going to go open retail locations. So I'll, I'll be controversial here as well. Hell no, we don't need dynamic <laughs> pricing. We've already got prices increased on third-party channels to match the commissions that we're paying. Mm -hmm. I had, had dinner here last night in Miami and went to the famous Versailles Cuban restaurant. Go look at their menu. They have so much business, they haven't even raised their prices. I think I got a Cuban sandwich for nine bucks. Wow, there's, a a way, there's a way to keep the consumer happy. And I do think that there needs to be some level of parity. The consumer understands the increase to pay for the convenience. I don't think we need to gouge them again because we've gone through some inflation. All the, the, the tide lifts and, and drops all boats, right? We don't need an overreaction here. That and I'm waiting for somebody to come up with a perfect solution to that, that you can buy and plug in that works really well, but I'm not going to be on the bleeding edge of that fight. Got it. So you're going to, you're going to wait and see, and uh, maybe they'll drag you pulling and pulling, kicking and screaming, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, all right, listen, we're going to jump into the Brandon Quickfire Florida edition, five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Whatever comes to mind. Are you ready? Charles I'm ready. Let's go. CEO, Tropical <laughs> Smoothie, over 1,500 stores or 1,300 stores opening 170 or 80 or 200. It's unbelievable. Okay, here we go. Favorite movie that takes place in Florida. Scarface, There's Something About Mary or The Birdcage. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah, Scarface, I was going to say, come baby. on, Scarface. I agree. <laughs> Favorite Florida-born celebrity, Jim Morrison, Tom Petty, or Maya Rudolph? I'm a Jim Morrison guy. Yeah, Who is? I mean, come on, the doors, baby, right? Orlando Magic or Miami Heat? 
I'm going to go Dwayne Wade and the Heat, old school. All right, we'll got got get the Heat. True or false, the Everglades National Park is the only place in the world where alligators and crocodiles coexist in the same ecosystem. Definitely wouldn't have known this, but was in the green room for 30 minutes. So I'll say, yes, there are two. <laughs> oh, okay. So that is true. I had no idea either. I just thought they always got, I thought like crocodiles like lived in like the desert or something. Yeah, like alligators in the water. Pets. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is, yes. that, is? Yes. is that why they have those anacondas. giant snakes? Yeah, and those, snakes those giant, too, yeah. like 12 or 15 foot anacondas or whatever they are. All right. Yeah, if you were to spend a night, survivors, survival style in the Everglades, and you had to choose one partner, either Rev, Rev or I, to get you out unscathed, who are you choosing? Chatsy, I'm choosing you all day. Oh, you are the mouth of franchising. I you love would, it. You wouldn't shut up for 24 hours. No animals would come near us. I, I got to tell you, I'm so loving that. Away from thank you. Thank you. Right, Charles, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I know you got a lot of work to do here and a lot of uh, stops to make. Thanks for stopping by the hospitality hangout. Really appreciate what you're doing. Congratulations on all the success of Tropical Smoothie. And listen, everybody out there, if you haven't been to Tropical, Tropical Smoothie, get out there. Go check out the new app. Can I just find it in the app store? Absolutely. Find in the app store, download it, put your payment information in there and start using it. And they you have loyalty and points. We and do, stuff. Absolutely. Loyalty points. You're going to get in free smoothies, free everything. I don't know. Check it out, everybody. Do you Thank do, you. Do you deliver to the Everglades? We might have to. <laughs> and they, they're <laughs> doing drone, drone drops at Everglades. Thanks so much, Charles. Thanks, guys. Thank appreciate it. Thanks for all awesome. the industry. I got to tell you, Rev, Tropical Smoothie, I mean, they're open a gang bus. They're all over the place. I don't know if I can support them. They chose you in the Everglades battle. I tell people all the time, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, find me because we'll still eat good. Let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, I love Charles. He seems like an incredibly intelligent individual. He's been the CEO for quite some time. They're killing it. I'm going to have to say I don't agree with his decision on this one here. <laughs> I have to question his intelligence. Yeah, I think I'm he's picking like, me. Oh, I want the guy that will talk all the time and keep me. I think he might actually need Jimmy. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, it was a terrible, terrible. You know what? I'm just happy he picked me. So I'm, I, I, I'm not going to look lift, look, blah, 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 look a gift horse in the mouth. So I love that one. All right, listen, uh, we have another great guest with us right now. Uh, CEO, uh, had the pleasure of having dinner last night with this fine gentleman and gave me some insights into all of his brands and everything he's doing in the hospitality space. Greg Majewski, CEO of Crave Worthy Brands and Mongolian Concepts. Greg, welcome to the Hangout. Thanks for joining us. Um, give us a little bit. About, I know I asked you last night and people were, were yelling at me. Will you leave him alone? Stop asking so many questions. <laughs> I was just a little confused. Not confused. I noticed in the news there was a lot of press about you guys rebranding as Crave Worthy Brands. So I was trying to who better to to give me some some background on the change and why the change and your brands than you. So I was asking Greg a lot of questions about the Mongolian concepts and Crave Worthy Brands. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And about your brands, because you got quite a few, and why the change? So uh, I've been in the restaurant industry since I graduated from college. Um, and I had the pleasure of working for a company and a guy by the name of Jimmy John. And I've so, heard of that guy. <laughs> I've heard of that guy. And so I sort of learned the restaurant industry by sink or swim uh, experience with him. And in that time, I fell in love with this industry more than anything else I've ever been a part of. Realized this is where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. Um, after I left Jimmy John's, I've consulted for different concepts, grew my own restaurants, and finally decided that I was going to put together a group to do platforms properly. And when I talk about platforms, I talk about it being a 
group of restaurants that can work together and have shared services that the emerging brands can never achieve on their own. So when you start off in the restaurant industry and you have a great idea, you can get to one store, you can get to two stores. Very hard to get to three, four, five and start down the line because you can't compete, especially today with the big boys. They have more money, they have more advertising, they can bury you. And they get better deals, quite frankly. Correct. (laughs) And so I wanted to create a platform that allowed me to compete with them day one and put the team in place that they can never have. So to have a CFO from a VP of finance from McDonald's as my CFO, to have the marketing team that I have, to have the old creative director from Jimmy John's as my creative director and stuff like that for all these brands, we are allowing ourselves to get in um, early and help these brands mature and franchise the way they need to. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about the uh, RFIS show here. There's been like a lot of amazing panels, including the one I was on. I just, that's a well, that was the best I would have to well, say. I, right, I missed obviously. that one. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Who could miss that one? Uh, there's been a lot of great panels and speakers. Is there anything that's really stuck out to you so far? So the whole purpose of this show is more to, after years of attending, it's giving back and being there for resources for the ones that are starting to learn. Um and the panels that are out there give you that first edge in getting to scratch the surface on the topics, but then being there at the tables and having that one-on-one conversation with someone going, oh, that's a great idea. I never thought about that. And then getting the plug in, hey, a plug for Zach and what he does and that the service is really, really good helps them build those things. So I, that's more important to me than what I get out of any other conferences is making sure that we can give back to the people that haven't been around or that are learning on the fly. I think it was one of uh, Zach's three cons, connections, yep. right? <laughs> nice. Uh, and, and have you walked through the marketplace, any new exciting tech or any tech you've seen out there that was interesting to look at? Tech is always interesting. Um, you never, there's sometimes way too much tech in this industry right now that tries to do a little bit of everything and nothing does it great. Um, so you got to pigeon on this and take this and take this. And all of a sudden your fees are really, really high. So I'll, you're spending like $12,000 in the SAS to save $500. Correct. <laughs> so I'm a big component believer in restaurant 365 um, and what they do because they're one of the few back of the house systems that actually are looking at it from the restaurant side. Um, and this segment sponsored by restaurant 365. <laughs> Thank you so, for all you do. So, I mean, but for a beginning group or a smaller group, they, they allow you to have everything. So yeah. I, it's, it's QuickBooks on steroids, man. Correct. We've been using it for years. I agree. I agree. Uh, when we come back to RFIS two years from now, uh, what do you think will have changed and what do you think will have stayed the same? The things that will change in the same, I think you'll see a big, big component back into hospitality. So I think the restaurant industry today is falling behind on the hospitality front. I think everybody's trying to find the easier way to get things done and to do and to have robots and hey, QR codes and everything else. And I think Within the next two to three years, you'll see the hospitality factor, why people choose to go out to restaurants, coming back and the restaurant people realizing that they took away too much and that they're losing what makes us unique, which is that experience when you dine. I love it. I love it. See, back in January, you led the formation of Crave Worthy. That's what we want to talk about right now. I want to talk about hot chicken. We want to (laughs) Two of the Crave Worthy concepts, Bud Long and Wing It On, are brands you acquired. And then two brands uh, in the portfolio, Lucky Cat and Crafted, are ones you create and launch. Can you talk a little bit about what separates Crave Worthy from other restaurant groups? So the biggest thing that separates us is the fact that 
we want the founders and the people that we're partnering with and the brands that we have to be a part of it. We don't want them to disappear. We don't want that culture to disappear. Um, I've learned from my experience that founders have this passion for what they do and that if you remove them too early or too soon, that they can't do that. So the way we're unique and the way my group is unique is that I want the founders to be a part of the growth. I want them to have the runway and the success that we're able to provide them. Um, that's the biggest point that we're different is that normally you get thrown out and you get your check and you made 5 million or whatever and everyone thinks it's great. Here, I want them to grow and achieve their dream and sort of help guide them to it. I mean, to take a company from 30 restaurants to 300 and 700 sold is a tough, tough job. That's, I, I take it from one to two is a tough job. So having these guys and have somebody and a team that help them do it and then let them go and let them learn. I love it. I love it. So you're also the CEO of Mongolian Concepts. What are the synergies now between Craveworthy and Mongolian? And will that be, will you eventually just, will everything just be part of Craveworthy brands, all the restaurants, or there'll be no more Mongolian concepts or no, that's not going to happen. Everyone loves that name. Uh, I like saying it. So <laughs> Craveworthy is a completely different entity that I started that the Mongolian group has nothing to do with. The only okay. common between them right now is, is my you. ownership is between you. the two. Right. Um, there, obviously we have, synergies between purchasing and marketing and everything else because why not right um long term will we be will there be an acquisition of mongolian into craveworthy i would say that's very very highly will happen in the next couple months got it well so how many brands do you have so it's it's the the mongolian concepts has three brands three. and that how many units all together uh just over 80 just over 80 and then you have the Four brands in Craveworthy with about a hundred stores, which has about forty. So all oh, in were about one hundred and twenty restaurants. My math is there. my math is really terrific. <laughs> with about with another fifty sold at this point. I got it. I got it. Okay. So so independent operators listening, independent operators that might be here that are they're they're here to learn and listen and consider entering the franchise space. Everyone seems to think. I've got three stores. I'm going to start franchising and I'm going to make a fortune. It's going to be great. I'll make a fortune. What advice do you have uh, to operators that are independent right now that say they want to go into franchising? What, 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 what advice do you have for these guys? Whoever you get to help you develop the franchising model, get somebody who's actually done it before and is not just someone who acquires the brands and let them sit. There's a lot of people out there in this industry right now that are acquiring and if you hit and you go do your work, they'll make a big payday on it. And because, and they don't put a lot of time and effort into them. Um, so be very, very careful who you partner with. Right. Um, and find a real, real good franchise attorney. Real good franchise attorney. It sounds like another summit or make sure, trade show we know. Make <laughs> sure whoever you partner with knows they're doing and is legitimate and has been doing it and check references, that kind of thing. Yeah, and make sure. How do you know? How do you know if your concept is right? How do you know if you should be franchising? Like, what? The, how do you? Like, just I just want to keep opening up my own. What's the? What? What do you think? The reason to franchise is because you can't grow as fast as a brand can on your own. It's very, very hard to scale from one to a thousand if you don't franchise. Mm -hmm. So the reason to franchise is is that you have something that we look for that's craveable and Craveworthy, then the food that we think should play coast to coast, it's a franchisable brand. And you got to look from it through eyes that you're not married to that it's your brand. Not everything should be franchised. The idea behind franchising is to achieve the American dream and to get, allow you to 
help other people achieve this dream of owning something and being a part of something. So if your brand is overly complicated and overly, you know, not systemized yet, and you're still writing recipes every week, you're not ready to franchise. Right. You know, so you're ready to franchise when it basically becomes a cookie cutter in your own three stores or Mm -hmm. one stores that you can go in and never have to flinch. You know that, hey, the recipes are consistent and that everything comes out the same every day. Your bathrooms look immaculate every day because systems are being followed. If those things are in place and that you have a raving fan group, then you can start thinking about franchising. Don't do it too soon. Right. Because it's a big, big expense. It is. And again, don't fall in love with the brand where you think I have to franchise. Not everything should be franchised. Right. I have brands out of my portfolio that I probably won't franchise. They'll probably be 50 to 70 units only, but they'll all be corporate owned. Really? Because I don't know if they're right to franchise. They're but, if, but if you've got 50 units or something, doesn't that tell you that it's probably, if I can open 50, I could probably have 250? Yeah, but the consistency of the product and how the effort that it takes to produce them because it's they're chef driven or something like that, you can't mimic that all the time. Right. So there's some brands that are just overly complicated. Yep, that makes sense. That so so it's got to be easy. simple. So what's next for you guys? What do you have any new brands? Are you creating brands right now? Are you gonna be buying some brands? What breaking news do you have for us right so, now? We need something <laughs> juicy. So we will be acquiring other brands throughout the year. Can you tell us the name and how much you will be paying for them? <laughs> And we also have two brands that will be opening uh, later this summer, two new ones that we have created. So two brands you've created and you will be acquiring something sometime in 2023, but you're not telling us yet. No, absolutely not. That is breaking news. (laughs) We have breaking news. Craveworthy will be acquiring something. More on that later. That is (laughs) more on that later. We'll have to get Greg back to hear after that acquisition happens. Uh, we'll get them back and talk about it. Okay, ready? Greg, I know you got to get back to the show. A lot of panels, a lot of things to learn. Branded Quickfire, Florida Edition. Are you ready? Ready. Five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Favorite movie that takes place in Florida? Scarface? There's something about Mary or the birdcage? Uh, Scarface. Uh, come nobody, on. Nobody picks seven minute abs. What's Absolutely going on? Not. <laughs> <laughs> six, Absolutely six, not. six minutes. Six, what do you mean six minute abs? Give me six minute abs. <laughs> Favorite Florida-born celebrity, Jim Morrison, Tom Petty, or Maya Rudolph? That's not a very good list, so Tom Petty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'd think a state like Florida, with all the people here, to have a really deep list. Orlando Magic or Miami? Magic. True or false? The Everglades National Park is the only place in the world where alligators and crocodiles coexist in the same ecosystem. I would have said false, but I heard the answer before. <laughs> Greg is incredibly honest. He heard he was sitting in the green room and he heard this question already. So he would have said no. He would have said false, which, was, which is what I would have said, to be honest. I didn't know that. But but then Rev informed me that the only reason that our crocodiles are there is because somebody like let them go there. And, and a lot of other animals as well. I have a very curious six-year-old who's into animals. So we watch a lot of shows about our education. So so that's why a, I what is another animal that is in the Everglades that shouldn't be? Are there bears there? Uh, I don't know if there's bears. There might be definitely sn- a lot of snakes that are in there. Are not yeah, but I feel like snakes should be in the Everglades. I would agree with I mean, that. I mean, I'm, but not all of the snakes. There are snakes that were introduced to that ecosystem that were not a part of that ecosystem. All right, well, speaking of ecosystems. We'll get my six-year-old on here. Yeah. He can tell you. Speaking <laughs> of ecosystems, final question. If you were to spend a night survival style in the Everglades with snakes, bears, alligators, 
crocodiles, birds of all sizes and, and, and sounds and God knows what else. And you had to pick one partner, the Reverie, to help you get out of the Everglades unscathed. Who would you be choosing? Don't think we have very good odds either way, but I'll go with Brad. <laughs> no, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I would agree. I'm glad you chose Rev. That's definitely better odds, but I'm not sure that Rev is going to be getting out of that Everglades so unscathed. I unscathed. do know the difference between an alligator and crocodile, so I at least have that advantage. What I do you say? Are you fast difference? enough to get away from either? Maybe not. <laughs> I heard not supposed to run. I am definitely afraid. Is that a bear? Actually, is that a bear? Actually, no, you are. I've actually escaped uh, being chased by a crocodile. Get out of here. Oh, now you're talking craziness right now. <laughs> anyway, Greg, I got to tell you, it was fantastic having dinner with you last night. It's a pleasure meeting you. Congratulations on all the success. Look forward to breaking news in a couple months with the new acquisition of an yet-to-be-determined. I think he knows the brand, Brad, but he's just not telling okay. us. Uh, so we're going to try and get it out of him. I'm going to try and trick it out of him. Uh, but thanks so much, Greg, for stopping by the Hospitality Hangar. Appreciate everything you do for the hospitality business, man. Congrats on all the success. Thanks, Thank Greg. You. Thank you, Greg. Pleasure. Rev, I got to tell you, another great guest. That was awesome. I mean, Greg is making things happen. Um, I'm loving, I'm loving this hot chicken brand he's got. What is it? What the is it? Budlong? The Budlong. You had the Budlong. I ordered it to my room last year when I was at the QSR summit. Really? Yes. It's Not funny. near us in New York, though. No, it's funny. Uh, my meal came without a fork, and I made a very funny TikTok about I had to eat with my hands at a bottle cap, and, but the chicken was great. Good food. Hot chicken is, I mean, no pun intended. It's really hot right now, but how many, how many more hot chicken places can you open? I, we, it doesn't seem I to mean, be I had dinner last night with uh, Mr. Bill Phelps from uh, Dave's Hot Chicken, and he got like 130 stores. And I don't know how many in the pipeline. And then you got our friends at Big Chicken. Yeah. And then you got uh, Hattie B's. They got a bunch of stores. And, and, the, and you probably know more. What other brands? There's so uh, many. There's uh, New Jersey. We got Nam King. There's uh, Birdie's Hot Chicken. There's uh, Underdog. Slim, Slim Chicken. Slim Chicken. Uh, hot ch Chicken Kitchen. There's a number of them. There's so many. Well, I got to tell you. People chicken are, is hot. People are love Starboard. 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 Our friend Aaron Novashem. I mean, that's Stickies. Stickies. Stickies is doing uh, hot. I mean, a lot of hot chicken. It's, I feel like the chicken now is the... The, the old burger. Remember there was the burger craze that we had? Like, you know, I don't know, like 10 years back, everybody, burger. Before that was like a steak craze. Everybody had to open a steak restaurant. You got to put your name on it. Michael Jordan had a steak place, you know? It's crazy. Anyway, another great guest. Rev, I got to tell you, it's great having you co-hosts as always. Thank you. Uh, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this very special episode of the Hospitality Hangout live from Restaurant Franchise Innovation Summit here in beautiful, sunny, delicious Coral Gables, Florida, at the amazing Lowe's Hotel. This segment is sponsored by Lowe's Coral Gables. <laughs> uh, really great. You know, look, there's hundreds of thousands of billions of trillions of podcasts out there that you could be listening to. That you choose to hang with us is just, honestly, I'm perplexed, and I have no idea why. But uh, listen, to all of you, if you want to get in touch with any of the guests that you heard today, uh, you can email us at podcast at brandstrategic.com, and we'd be happy to connect you to any of our guests. They're, they're franchising, they're opening restaurants, they're making things happen. So, I mean, there's Tropical Smoothie, there's Duck Donut, there's all these crave-worthy brands, there's the Mongolian Concepts, there's a lot to choose from. Uh, Rev, a very special thank you for jumping in and co-hosting with me uh, and uh, to, to fill in for the injured uh, Mr. Uh, uh, finance guy himself, Jimmy Frischling. A sincere pleasure. Big shoes to fill. Though I got to tell you, I've seen Jimmy. I don't know if his foot's that big. Really? I, 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 
and he doesn't wear socks. He doesn't wear socks. I never noticed that. I, you know, he he wears those little socks, the ones that don't, that don't, oh, don't like the ankle socks. They're not even ankle. The no they're show. like low. They're like the no, they're like the no seams. Yeah, they're like I, I think they're girl socks. Is that I think he wears girl socks. I think they're barber socks. To be honest with you, I don't think that he wears socks. Anyway. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Uh, and uh, again, check out Boom.Store. Check out Boom.Store because that's where you will find some of the greatest technologies out there connecting buyers and sellers in the hospitality space. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rev. Thank Cheers, you. everybody. <laughs>